Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Buckle up, because it's going to be a long ride. It's going to be a wild ride. No one cares, but we're going to tell you anyways. This is Popcorn Chats. Oh my god, I didn't even notice your outfit before. You're so spooky I, and cute. I put on a spooky shirt for today. I love that. I was in the mood for spooky vibes, so I'm excited. That I'm excited too. I'm excited. I feel like I should have taken an edible or like lit up a blunt for this episode because this movie was a goddamn trip, I feel it like. It really was. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Popcorn Chats. I'm McKay. And I'm Katie. And this week, believe it or not... Ladies, gentlemen, Katie and I have never seen Hocus Pocus. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Please don't come at us. We've watched Mm -hmm. it for the pod, but I don't know how we have gone 23 years of our lives without seeing this movie. I feel like literally everyone has seen this movie and this is such a cult Halloween classic. Mm -hmm. So we decided to watch it for the pod and discuss with you all. Yeah, especially as the spooky girlies that we are, it's just surprising that neither of us have seen this movie I literally knew nothing about this movie other like obviously I knew of it and knew like Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and whatever but apart from that like I knew nothing about the plot went into it completely blind and it was an experience to say the least I'm excited to talk about it and hear your thoughts about it because yeah it's a super popular movie and people love to watch it around this time of year there I didn't know it was a Disney movie but I'm sure there's a ton of like Hocus Pocus merch and you said that they're doing a Eyeshadow palette, is that what you said? With ColourPop, yeah. ColourPop had a whole Hocus Pocus collection out. And at Disney, too, with their Not-So-Scary Halloween party, they have mm-hmm. a Hocus Pocus show in oh, the wow. middle of the party. So I did see that. Which what I, does that consist of? Yeah, so it's basically like the musical performance from the movie. Oh. But it's longer. There are fireworks with it. Um, wow. It is like just a theatrical show in front of the castle. The thing is, I saw that two years ago, but I saw it because everyone else that I was with had loved this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was the only one there who hadn't seen it. I don't know. I'd say the show was maybe like 15 minutes long. So okay. they had some stuff, I'm assuming, from the movie in there, but not really like anything specific. It was pretty much just the Sanderson sisters mm-hmm. and like miscellaneous Disney characters. Katie, how are you doing this week? Because as we know, last week was a little rougher of a week for you, but how is this new week treating you? Uh, so far, so okay. Um, I, once again, my family is having a COVID scare, so kind of just laying low. It's really nothing. My mom and I just, like, have been feeling kind of under the weather. I'm fine now. Like, I feel completely fine. I went for a run, but we're just, like, experiencing mild symptoms, I say in quotes, I guess, like stuffy nose or runny nose. Um, We haven't been exposed to anybody that we know of that's tested positive, but we're going to get tested just to be on the safe side. But yeah, it's just kind of obnoxious because I feel like we have a COVID scare every other week at this point here. But, you know, I think we just are trying to be cautious and safe. And it's at the point where it's like, okay, we could be overreacting, but I'd rather overreact than Mm -hmm. spread it to other people. I don't know. I just feel kind of weird and off. Like, I'm just over this whole thing and I know like everybody is but I just feel like we're waiting around like I feel like I'm literally just waiting for something to happen 
Mm-hmm. And that's either going to be the world is just going to end or we're going to like get a vaccine and everything's going to like miraculously go back to normal. It just I just feel like I'm waiting around. Yeah, it is very much of just like so much unknown. I mean, there's mm-hmm. already a lot of unknown normally, but right now it really does just feel like everything has been on pause. I don't know. Just got to make the best of it. How are you doing? How's your week treating you? My weeks, what is it? It's Wednesday. It's been going by quick, I guess, which is, like, a good thing. Work's just been, like, decently busy, so that's Mm. kind of, like, kept me preoccupied during the day, obviously. I don't know. It's, like, a fine week. Again, Mm. there's, like, nothing really special about it, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what, like, I'm starting to get frustrated with, Mm -hmm. is that, like, everything is just kind of fine, And not Mm -hmm. saying that I want anything bad to be happening, but I want things to be, like, great. Yeah. And I feel like adulthood is, like, settling for fine, and I just am starting to, like, have a crisis of being, like, I don't want to just be fine forever. Right. So, I I feel like the days are going by so quickly. Like, it's morning and then it's night so fast. That sounds so stupid, but, like, I just feel like the best... Or not the best, but, like, our 20s, our youth, like, our fun times, like, it's going by so quickly yeah. and we're just sitting around, again, just, like, waiting. I want to go to a concert people. so badly. Yeah. Like, I just, I like, just that's so bad. But, again, I know, obviously, Katie and I are not, like, just because we're sick of it, we're not, like, throwing caution to the wind. We're still mm-hmm. being responsible people. But it's just, it does get frustrating. So I spend, as you guys all know, I spend pretty much all my time reading or on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Okay, I haven't told Katie this. I may potentially be opening up an Etsy shop. <gasps> For um, your canvases? Yeah. Oh my so, god. Did somebody on TikTok, like, say they wanted it? Yeah. So I had that a few people. That is so cool. Thank you. So on my first one that I posted that got a lot of attention is still the one that has gotten the most attention. I started like doing the rest of the books following thereafter from the Throne of Glass series. And then one that I just posted this past weekend, again, got like quite a bit of attention. And I had a few people commenting being like, I want to buy these, you should sell these. And I like had never really thought of doing that. But then I posted another one today and people are liking that one. So I'm, so I did order some prints of them off of Shutterfly Mm. just to like test and see how they look. Cause I just like took the pictures with my phone and like edited them in Lightroom and everything and cropped them myself. So just seeing how they turned out. So I think I'm going to do, like, a small little launch of just getting maybe, like, 50 prints made of a few of them and just cool. see how that goes. Yeah, so that's, that's like... That's so exciting. Something. Yeah, so that's something to at least look forward to over, like, the next few weeks yeah. coming up here, but... Good for you. Thank you. It's cool that, like, something that you've always just kind of done is, like, getting this much attention. Yeah. I think that's why it's, like, weird to me still a bit that, like, people would... Because I look at them and I'm like, that's not... Like, yeah, I'm proud of them, but I also am like, that's not anything, like, super special than when I, like, follow all these other artists on TikTok that I think are, like, genuinely really good. Mm. But I'm like, why don't you... Like, why mine... 
Um, but I think just, like, I hit a niche market yeah. of, like, book art. Yeah. Also, by the way, guys, by the time this episode comes out, we now have a YouTube channel for Popcorn Chats where mm-hmm. we post, obviously, new episodes every Monday. So you can, like, watch the episodes. Super cool. You can see our beautiful faces while we talk. And we also post new videos of just, like, us doing challenges or random vlogs or whatever every Friday. So we have our first challenge video out this past Friday and then you can go back and watch our antebellum episode or our ranking scary movies episode and this episode will also be on there so that's super exciting everyone we're excited about it tell your friends if i know there's a lot of people who like to watch podcasts rather than listen so mm-hmm. all right well should we, should get we jump in miss hocus pocus what do you want to even start with well first of all when i saw kenny ortega on the like initial credits i was like what the actual hell i had I no screamed. idea that he did anything in 1993 obviously he's like an elder man so i should have known yeah i was surprised and i was like oh okay like that's you know kind of makes legit. sense as to like why this is a popular movie i think that man just like knows how to make a kids movie yeah just overall i thought this movie was a straight up trip I was struggling to follow along. To be honest, I didn't know what people were saying more than half the time. I was just like, what was that? I thought it was over and then it wasn't. It's still like 30 minutes left to go. That was wild. They talk about this poor boy's virginity more than Colton Underwood on The Bachelor. (laughs) The three sisters I love, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimi. It was definitely a trip. I will agree with Katie on that. I did watch it with my parents because they had never seen it either. Oh, nice. And I did notice my mom sitting on her iPad quite frequently and mm. my dad sitting on his phone pretty frequently. And I found myself as well playing Candy Crush. I agree with Katie. Sometimes I didn't know what they were talking about. It was a little hard to follow along at first. I was like, literally, what is going on here? Also, the obsession with the virginity. I was like, what is this deal? I don't know how many times they said it was lit by a virgin. Yeah. Okay. And And his sister being like, he's a virgin. (laughs) I know. And I'm like, girl, you're like eight years old. Yeah, I I feel like it wouldn't have been as big of a deal if there wasn't, like, the love interest or whatever. Allison, I just felt like having her around, it was like, oh, he's a virgin right now, but not for long, and, like, he'll lose it to her someday. It was just weird. Yeah, the fact that this is a kid's movie, I mean, it was made in the 90s, which I feel like still isn't that long ago, I guess. But, I don't know, like, for a kid's movie, it's it does mention some, like things so we can get into that later but i was just like wow okay Okay. should we do standout stars standout scene do you have those noted yeah i do have them my standout star i mean the three sisters i feel like Mm -hmm. are just kind of a given however winifred who's bet midlers she was just so into the character of this and you could just tell that she loved the third the theatrics of it all and was just so down into the nitty gritty of who Winifred was that it made it so enjoyable to watch. It almost reminded me a bit of like Jim Carrey with the Grinch Mm -hmm. of just like the way that she totally embodied the character. So I'd say by far she was my 
standout star. Yeah, she did a really good job. I was watching some behind the scenes stuff and saw her like talking to the director or like whoever in character, like still, you know, and just the voice. I feel like she had that nailed down and the mm-hmm. even the facial expressions and her mannerisms. It was just she had the character down. So, yeah, honestly, I just wanted to shout out the kid who plays Danny Thora Birch. Mm-hmm. I thought was a genuinely good actress. She delivered a really believable performance in a couple scenes, and I was, like, genuinely impressed by her. I do like Winifred, but I was more drawn to Sarah and Mary Sanderson, the other two, just because they're, like, comic relief and really funny. They were my standout stars for some reason. I just thought they were silly, and I don't know. I like uh, Mary Sanderson's, like, facial expressions with her tongue sticking out and... I like how Sarah's promiscuous and, like, kind of dumb. <laughs> I don't know. And I was rooting for the witches the entire time. Like, Me I didn't too. want them to die. So I was, like, confused by that. Because you're right, like, with the Grinch, you're rooting for the Grinch, too. And, like, he ends up being good in the end. So I was like, are they going to make the witches good in the end? Like, or at least they- the two other ones who aren't as evil. Like, Winifred's kind of evil, but the other two, like, aren't that bad. And even, like, are they that bad? They're really not. I wasn't necessarily, uh, I don't know. I wasn't, like, anti-witch in this movie, I guess. Neither was I. I think as adults we, like, root for them, but as children we probably would have, like, rooted against them, so. I think they weren't really unlikable in any way. Like, they didn't really have any moment where I was like, uh It was just all, I don't know, I just, I really liked them. And I think the only way they would be unlikable is if you really like the main character guy and the the cat guy, and I didn't care for Mm. either of them, so. I wasn't really invested in, what was his name, Danny? Nope, Max. No, Max, yeah, Max was annoying, honestly. He looks like a TikToker. Like, if he was around, he would be a TikToker. Looks like Lil Huddy. Oh, doesn't he? (laughs) maybe again because i just spend too much time on that app but that was the first thing i saw i'm like give him a dangly earring and he's good to go standout scene for me was the musical number i mean by far just incredible definitely brought my attention (laughs) back to the movie again when i had been kind of like this off and long a little yeah But that number just sold me. Again, the dedication, the routine, it was a lot of fun. I loved seeing the crowd of all the parents and the costumes and everything. I didn't see too many cultural appropriation costumes. There were a few sprinkled in, but overall I thought, like, good job on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't notice that at all. So good for you for noticing at least some of them. I just watched that in Halloween episodes, mostly because I'm just... I remember um, this one background behind the scenes of a Cinderella story and they were talking about the costume designers having to come up with like 80 different costumes because they're like we can't have like two pirates because then if you see a pirate in like one shot and then the next it's gonna look like we moved them around. So they were like, the struggle of coming up with that many costume ideas. So now that's something I just always look for to see, like, are there repeating costumes? That's really interesting. Are there, like, I don't know. I, it's funny because the first time I heard that song, I Put a Spell on You, was in the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack. Same. And so, like, hearing it in a kid's movie, I'm like, oh, okay. It's weird. Yeah. I have to say I do, like, the Fifty Shades Me version too. <sighs> so haunting. The Fifty Shades soundtrack is just... What a, a gem. Oh, God. I can't wait for February to watch those movies. My standout scene, 
small little scene, but I just love, I love when they're all about to get hung back in the 1600s and they're just joking and laughing. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought that was hilarious. I, that was like a good introduction to like the dynamic of the Sanderson sisters and how they're just kind of mm-hmm. silly and quirky and laughing in the face of death. And the whole idea of like the Salem witch trials is really interesting to me. So I like that it touched on that and like that's their origin story or whatever. And how they're in this house that's like so obviously and like the way they look like these women are obviously witches. And then the people are like banging on their door and they're like, no, witches here. We're just three single women living together. I died. Like that's just so funny to me. I'm just in a witchy mood right now. I'm reading this book called Serpent and Dove and it's about a witch and a witch hunter who then like have to get married but they like the witch knows that he's a witch hunter. At least I think she's a witch. I'm pretty sure she has, she has some sort of magic words banned. But I was thinking about that when I was watching this. About the, like, hanging and putting him at the stake. Because that's what is going on in the book all the time. And I was like, oh. And I was kind of surprised in the movie that they showed their legs dangling. I mean, like, I yeah. get it that they didn't show the full body. But for a kid's movie, I was just a little surprised that they had that. And that that shot stayed for a decent amount of time. Yeah. I know that would have scared me as a kid because they do that in parts of the Caribbean too. Disney apparently has no problem with hanging people or talking about virginity or yabos as they refer to Allison's boobies but apparently gay characters not allowed so I just have questions. I also did laugh at the scene when they were I liked the fish out of water aspect a lot in this movie again. I just I I love that in cinema. I think that's a lot of fun. And when they were out trick-or-treating and they saw the little kids running around and they were kind of like looking around confused after they had gotten off the bus and that one little angel comes in front of them and says, bless you, and bows, and they just collectively scream. That was hilarious. And how they see the devil and they're like, master, that is so freaking funny. Again, they're literally devil devil worshippers, but like... And yet we root for them. Oh my god, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Like you said, the fish out of water and just how hilarious they are. Like when they get to the road and they're like, a black river. And they push Sarah Jessica Parker into it. And she's like, ah! (laughs) I thought there were a lot of funny moments. However, overall, like not necessarily my favorite movie. No, definitely not. I think the witches had a lot of funny moments. And I also didn't really feel like there were any Halloween vibey scenes that stood out to me that made me like really in the mood for Halloween. And I don't know if that's just because there's no nostalgia for me attached to this film. But like that made me a little bit disappointed because I was just like not really feeling the vibes. I agree. I, I kind of want to ask you, which I guess I want to get your thoughts first on. First, overall, did you like this movie? Like is a strong word. I didn't hate it. Let's just say okay. that. I will agree with Katie. I liked the first time that I viewed it. I'm glad that I saw it yeah. and have watched it now. I don't foresee myself ever going back again and watching it on my own. Mm-hmm. Unless if someone was like, hey, I want to sit down and watch this, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But on my own, I will never seek this movie out again. And I wonder, Katie, for us, is that because we don't have the nostalgic factor on it as other people do? Yeah, I kind of feel like it is because never watched it as a kid, like I said, and it didn't make me feel like in the Halloween spirit. 
I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because it's lacking that nostalgia. Because I'll watch Christmas movies for the first time and just be like, eh, that was all right. Show me the Polar Express and I'm like, oh my God, nostalgia. And I think that's kind of similar with what, even though in our Drunk Disney episodes, that's not like a super serious topic that we ever bring up. However, every single time that we've been watching those movies, even if they're not great, like High School Musical, we're like, now we know. It's like, yes, it's an iconic film, <laughs> but like, know. is it the best plot wise? Yeah. No, but to us, it has that nostalgic factor that is so strong that I will forever watch that movie over and over again, knowing that it is not the best film to ever be. So I think without us having that with this film, it does take away the viewing experience a bit. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and that's why, like, Disney Plus is so popular is because you can, like, go back and watch all those shows. If I had never seen Hannah Montana, I would not be going back. Like, some of the new Disney shows, like like Jesse, I'm not going to go back and rewatch Jesse, like, because I'd never really seen the majority of those episodes, so I wouldn't go on Disney Plus to watch that. However, like, I know my sister does because that's, like, a nostalgic show for for her because she's younger than me. What movies for you make you nostalgic around this time of year? I don't know if I really have a lot of like Halloween movies, I guess, that I watch. Mm-hmm. I know, so our episode next week with Twitches, I know Twitches will be it. Like I loved that movie when we were younger. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really think I have nostalgic Halloween movies necessarily besides Twitches. I don't rewatch scary movies. Yeah. So it wouldn't even necessarily be any of those. Um, I'm just trying to think, are there any, like, Disney movies that I used to watch? Nightmare Before Christmas? No. That one's fine. It's not my favorite. Yeah, I didn't watch that as a kid. I didn't see that until, Mm. like, college, so. No, and I don't know. Kind of how, when we were just saying about Fifty Shades, we're going to be covering that in February. There are certain movies that I watch at certain times of the year. Yeah. Like, there's this movie, uh, If I Stay, with Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, Michaela. Wait, did we see that for the first time together in theaters? I don't think I think I saw that with Megan and Allie in theaters, actually. But, yeah, that one is nostalgic. Like, that, I always kind of watch in the fall time. Just because it gives me, like, fall vibes. I don't know, like, the whole vibe of the movie kind of makes me feel fall-ish. Oh my god. I want to watch that. I haven't seen that since I saw it in theaters. We gotta put that on our movie list. I have it. Yes, let's watch it together. Um, I genuinely really like that movie a lot. Cool, okay. I want to see it again. It gives me, like, very just, like, wintry day, fall, gloomy day vibes. So I think it's more like I search for movies that give me that kind of feeling, Mm -hmm. but I don't really have any, like, Halloween-specific movies, I guess. That was a really long answer to your question, and I didn't really even give an answer, but Katie, what are yours? Well, definitely It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. That's, like, the OG. We had that on VCR and used to watch that, like every time around this time of year like a lot of times so and it's just nice and short and we would pop it in before we'd go to bed when we were little so definitely watched that and felt super nostalgic and that just like gets me in the spooky mood but like we were talking before with the nightmare before christmas even though i didn't see that as a kid and i don't really have the nostalgic factor with it it has spooky vibes if that makes sense like the beginning song is such a spooky vibe and the aesthetic of that movie is just like hell Halloween-y to me, whereas I feel like aside from being in the witch's house and like their fashion and decor, which I loved, there wasn't a whole lot of like Halloween vibes in Hocus Pocus. I rewatched Scream 4 after our last episode. I was like, gotta see it. And that honestly is nostalgic for me. Yeah, Twitch's Halloween Town, but 
like like just like you, I didn't watch a whole lot of Halloween movies, I guess. I think around Christmas time, there are a ton of yes. Christmas movies that really put me in the mood, but I just don't think Halloween. I can't really think of anything. Yeah, there are movies at Christmas time that, like, I have to watch. It's just weird. I'm so weird, but I'm just like you. Like, in November, I like to watch The Hunger Games because that's when Mm -hmm. those were coming out. And then, yeah, in the spring, I like to watch Fifty Shades. I'm just weird like that, but I totally agree with you. Actually, I think that's super interesting. Katie, we should talk about that sometime. I mean, we could do this off the pod, but just, like, our different seasonal movie moods and like why we kind of do that yeah. i don't know that could be a pod do episode. you do that with music too but i'm just curious yes it's so weird to me yes i have like seasonal playlists Same. my summer one is always my favorite because it makes me the happiest where falls is like very moody my favorite is my fall playlists are always lit so i like go back and listen because i separate mine out by seasons too like summer 2019 fall 2017 yeah so i can like go back to the season and like connect the season to the feeling so Mm -hmm. like right now i'm going back and re-listening to all my fall playlists while like making one for this time of year so freaking weird like i just revert back into that feeling of that time yeah does anyone else feel this way like i (laughs) I know someone tell us are we crazy Michaela? also i want you to take that 16 personalities test so that i can see if we are the same and compatible because we've gotta be also too i made a quarantine playlist of everything that i've really been listening like heavy rotation onto quarantine because i just know that when this is done i'm gonna want to know like what was i listening to for what a full year pretty much by the time who knows? It might even be two years long. Mm-hmm. But I just want to go back and know all the songs. And it has a lot of TikTok songs on it, too, <laughs> yeah. that I know are just oh going to be nostalgic. God, I have the same thing from, like, the early days of quarantine. Like, when I was really anxious, I my playlist is called Hard Times Quarantine Vibes. All right, we have not been talking about... <laughs> I feel like no. we're doing a group project and we're just getting so <laughs> sidetracked. <laughs> Well, because we're bringing up other things, and I'm like, oh, Katie, we should talk about that. Yeah. But we almost need, like, a pre-pod recording, which is why when we were ever talking about doing a Patreon of us just, like, genuinely chatting. Yeah. I think we could totally have that. That would just be a lot of extra work. Uh, Oh, yeah, not really, though. I feel like we could pull it off. It's so effortless, just us talking, because we just go so far back, and there's so much for us to talk about like no I meant for you like editing oh, well, although I guess it would probably be a lot more of like stream of consciousness I think it'd be fine yeah honestly I feel like we need this filler because I don't think this would be a very long episode otherwise like I don't really know what to say about this movie I get why people would have nostalgia attached to it if you watched it as a kid Mm-hmm. But I also feel like it's one of those movies where you rewatch it and it's like, oh god, like that's what they were talking about, like like Greece. Going back and rewatching Greece as an adult, it's like, oh my god, they were having sex. One other thing that I wanted to shout out though that I did really like about this movie that while like Katie and I have said we don't necessarily see ourselves ever really watching this movie again, um, it was just not necessarily our 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 favorite. Yeah. Uh, the makeup or the makeup the costuming <laughs> and makeup and hair was incredible. Like, the witch's outfits, mm-hmm. so good. Their makeup, awesome. The zombie guy that yeah. showed up for a while, he was really cool looking. I liked All him. the costumes. I did, too. All the costumes with the parents, like, just... 
everything felt like very high budget on this, which I was kind of surprised about. Because as we've talked about on High School Musical, the first one you can tell that like the budget was pretty low and then it gets better and better after that. But this seems to have like have had a pretty decent budget minus the special effects. But I mean, what can you expect? Well, even those like, I mean, it's for the 90s. It's pretty decent. Like they look like they're flying. That I just really liked the costuming. Yeah. I thought they did a good job. I don't know. It's a Disney movie, but it's also a holiday movie, and it's interesting to me that they put so much of their budget into that. I could see them putting a big budget into a Christmas movie, but Mm -hmm. a Halloween movie is just interesting because Sarah Jessica Parker in the 90s, like she's, you know, big actress at that time. They probably had to pay her quite a bit. Same with the other two, um, Bette Midler and Kathy Najimi like those aren't cheap actresses to get Mm -hmm. and again like the special effects the costuming it you're right it it did seem like it's kind of a high budget but I don't know what their budget was but I think Kenny Ortega is such a good director especially with movies like this so he I think uses budgets pretty well I liked Sarah Jessica Parker's character I know she was like really overly promiscuous and dumb and like that's not always the best way to portray somebody but I thought she was just funny like she's like eating a spider at some point and like hanging from the gate and always like making a move on people like she's making out with a guy at the party and they're like the bus driver yeah like sitting on the bus driver I liked her and she was just like Mm -hmm. a fun addition I guess I think sometimes it can we can get like a little too into it and being like why are we seeing like this on a woman where some Sometimes it is just, you know, it's just kind of a, pr- a trope. Yeah. And they never really like is. put her down for no. it, which I feel like that's not, I mean, women should be allowed to be promiscuous and like, you know, that should be allowed to be like a personality and like being ditzy isn't always a bad thing. Like she seems like a nice lady. So and you just <laughs> see that know. so often when you get like groups in movies or in books, like there are just always there's always that one person, even in, like, our own friend group, you know, like, everyone kind of has, like, that one friend that it just works in this, and, yeah, I enjoyed her character. Yeah. Also, I wanted to shout out Allison's fall looks. I thought she killed it. We're talking about costuming. Obviously, it's not, like, that hard to dress a kid in the 90s, but she's killing it. I wanted Mm -hmm. all of her clothes, all of her outfits. I also wanted to go to her parents' party. Her parents' party looked so fun. Yeah. And I liked her costume, too. Me, too. Yeah. It was very, like, Elizabeth Swan-esque, but, like, more Renaissance, less pirate. I want more of Allison's family and less of freaking Hollywood or whatever. Yeah. I didn't like him. And also those two guys... Yeah. Like, I get that they were supposed to be antagonists, but I just, I didn't care about them. And then them being locked in the cages at the end, again, yeah. I'm just like, I do, I'm not invested in your freedom whatsoever. And I just, when Max left them and took his shoes, I was like, huh, that's like not I typical. That. I mean, like, I was like, good for you. But also I was like, that, that surprised me because that's not a typical Disney mm-hmm. protagonist. Like the typical Disney protagonist will like save the innocent or whatever even if they were mean to them so i was very thrown off by that i was sort of honestly this movie did have a lot of twists and turns like it wasn't as predictable as i thought it was gonna be so like genuinely they had me thinking the movie was over and i was like yeah. oh okay and then i paused it and i was like oh there's 30 minutes left of this bullshit what the hell it was just like the kissing booth too when we both were so certain <laughs> that the movie was over and then we looked and it still had a full hour left yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. And when the cat gets smushed. (laughs) 
I was like, oh Michaela's going to be so upset. And then it just inflates again. I was like, all right, this movie is whack. I hate when there are any sort of animals <laughs> or pets and things because you just know the fate is probably never going to be good for them. So when I saw this cat, I was like, <sighs> so what we're not going to do is have this cat die and then it gets smushed by the bus. <laughs> but thank God it inflated again. But... That was too funny. I was de- and I liked how you you knew Katie. I like, did. I was like, uh oh, uh oh, yeah. One other miscellaneous note before we finish getting into questions was Katie when they did their little calming circle. <laughs> I could totally see you because I could totally identify with Winifred at this moment of her just being like overworked up and really stressed out and her two girlies behind her are just like oh, yikes. I could just yeah. I could just picture myself as Winifred. And Katie and our friend Olivia, like, sitting behind me and just being like, mm, who wants to, like, try to wrangle her? <laughs> and then one of you two being like, we need to do Let's a calming Let's do a calming circle. ritual. I could just totally see us having to do a calming circle. That's so funny. All right. Well, going off of what you were just talking about, I did want to know, which Sanderson sister do you think I am? I feel like you're a mixture between... I feel like you're a... I don't know, honestly. Because for Sarah... You're, like, definitely a good comedic relief in our group. So I would say you have that. But I wouldn't necessarily say you're, like, overtly similar to Sarah otherwise besides of, like, that. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say when you want to be a leader, you can be, like, Winifred. I would say you don't naturally take on that role, though. Yeah. So then I would say kind of, like, Mary of being, like, the mutual kind of peacemaker between everyone. Like, you're pretty neutral Mm -hmm. a lot of the time of, like, just between the different people. But then you still have, like, wisecracks a lot of the time. But also you're, like, kind of the one who's got to keep other people in line when they need it. I don't know. I'd say you're a mixture between Mary and Sarah. Cool. Would you agree? Yeah. I definitely was more drawn to those two. So yeah, I feel like you are Winifred in some cases, like, you know, when you take on leadership, like you were saying in certain moments or like planning things because the girlies... Admittedly, we are not very good at planning, and Michaela's kind of like our guiding force in that regard. It drives me crazy. Yeah, and also, like, this, well, especially Allison and I, we both struggle a lot with timeliness and punctuality. I didn't Olivia use to... isn't necessarily timely either. I'm okay, well, okay. Like the only the, one the all the three of us are kind of time. No, we struggle with that. Yeah, we're just, and I don't know if that makes you more Winifred, but I just think like Winifred is the ringleader, and Michaela is so often like, okay, we're meeting here at this time. Like, make sure you have your shoes or whatever. <laughs> and I'm just always the one like, ah, I left my water bottle. I don't know. Your I just... fucking water bottle. <laughs> But then, yeah, like, when, you know, somebody needs comedic relief or whatever, you you definitely fill that role, too. So you, I think you're a mixture. Because we live in this age of mm-hmm. reboot culture, and this movie oh. is so popular, mm. it's not far-fetched to say that Disney could remake this movie with mm-hmm. modern-day actresses. So my question is, who do you think would play the three Sanderson sisters in a reboot? Right off the bat... I want China and McLean to play one of them. Mm-hmm. I don't care who, but she needs to be one. Of, maybe she would be a good Mary. 
But also, she could be a good ringleader. She might be a good Winifred. So maybe, so maybe China and McLean. Because mm. also, she already has those Disney ties. Yeah. She has an amazing voice. Mm. Great actress. So that might be fun. Do you think they should make it like more of a musical? Like adding I a couple prefer. more numbers? That would be fun. That, I think that would spice yeah. it up. Yeah. I think. Oh, and then perfect. She's already worked with Kenny Ortega from The Descendants. I think we definitely need uh, some more music in it because I think the one number was not enough. That was the yeah. high point of the film. And then I felt there were other points where there were a lot of lulls that could have yeah. used a little more pep. I don't know. Okay. So for sure, China, who would you want? I don't know. I'm just trying to think. I think it's hard, too, because a lot of the actors that I immediately think of are more people that are, like, 27, 28 and up, where I'm trying to think of, like, maybe... Although I guess they weren't, they were older in that. Like, they weren't necessarily young. So it could be them. I'm thinking of, like, SNL people. Oh. But I don't know if they would be, like, the ideal fit, you know? Because, like, they remade the Ghostbusters with them. If it's going to be a musical, then I don't think the SNL people are, like, the best choice. I was going to say, Kate McKinnon would make a good Sarah. Yeah. But I don't know about singing. I don't know if she sings. Actually, Tiffany Haddish would make (gasps) a great Sarah. Yes. Oh my god, that would be so funny. Okay, so Tiffany Haddish is Sarah. China then doesn't really fit with that age group, but I yeah, really China, don't care. I was gonna say China's kind of young, but maybe she could be like in it still somehow. Okay, maybe so she fine. could we'll be Max. Up. Maybe she can be like the main character. Okay, I guess I she that. might you know, be a little bit old. About- Let's talk about Max. Yeah, yeah get him we out don't here. need we don't need him. Yeah, I don't know then. Okay, whatever. Let's go with Tiffany. Okay, Tiffany is Sarah. Honestly, okay, this is a stretch, but like Leah Michelle would kind of has like a witchy vibe about her, right? Like she kind of she could look like a witch. I'd give her Mary. She's not a Winifred. She does kind of look like Mary a little bit. Mm-hmm. She has the same facial like expression. Okay, yeah. but you know, I don't know. She she's a maybe. She's a prospect. They're considering her for the role, but she didn't get it. (laughs) She got a call back, but ultimately was not chosen. She, yeah, she's problematic, so. Who else, like, Disney Maybe Lucy Hale? I don't know, that might be a stretch, but maybe she could be a Mary. She could. Because she she can sing. Uh, Her and Tiffany Haddish, I can't really picture them acting together, but I'd be intrigued. It'd be funny if they brought back, like, Disney people, like Ashley Tisdale... Raven yeah. Simone, that would be so fucking fun if they yeah. brought her back. Or like Allie or AJ. <laughs> yes. I feel like the only one that I'm really sold on is Tiffany Haddish's Sarah. Yeah. Like that would be hands down. <laughs> she I wouldn't need to consider any other options. She would be Sarah. That that would be perfect. Gosh, why is this so hard? I was really excited about this question and now I'm like, I have no idea who I would choose. I could see Melissa McCarthy being married too. Oh. That'd be a good one. And I could see Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish working well together. I feel like they can sing. Like, anybody who's on SNL, they always do those, like, weird singing things. So they can do it. Like, it doesn't have to be super good. Do you think Maya Rudolph could sing? Because I could kind of see Maya Rudolph as being the ringleader. She was in a musical. She was in a... Christmas Story Fox musical which was 
god awful, but she was in that. And she also sings on Big Mouth, so I think she could sing. And I could see her being a ringleader as well. So, okay, is that our cast then? We have as Winifred, Maya Rudolph. As Sarah, we have Tiffany Haddish. And as Mary, we have Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, I'm I'm confident in that. And then Kenny Ortega directing. And then we need a high schooler, but that... I mean, China can play a high schooler. Yeah. That doesn't matter. And then her little sister. Well, I'm sure there's a young up-and-coming actress that they could choose. That we just don't know about. Yeah, and she could, like, this could be her breakout role, and then she just, like, skyrockets from there. Because that's the thing, too. Like, the kids in this movie have gone nowhere. And then the Frankenstein, John (gasps) Mulaney. Oh, that is perfect. I love that. No one steal this. (laughs) Actually, someone please steal this and make this. Yeah, Kenny Ortega, if you're listening, make this goddamn movie. Well, all right, guys. Let us know if you like that. Because I feel really confident. At least about the three witches. And, and John Mulaney is the Frankenstein. And John Mulaney, yes. I think we did a good job. And just like upping the musical aspect, upping the choreo. And also I want to see a different ending. I want to see the witches not lose. Yeah. I want to see them like become integrated into society somehow. Mm-hmm. Like we need them to fix climate change. Yeah. Or like <laughs> so- what if then after they save the world, then they open up like an essential oils business or something. And that's what yeah. they're doing now. Yeah. Or they make like an apothecary place or something. Yeah. I love that. Oh my God. Yeah. They like save the world. And that's why the Virgin lights the candle because she knows the legend. And so she like lights it to bring them back because the world needs magic. Yeah. And, and how funny would it be when someone first goes to light the candle and then it won't light for them and they're like, oh shit. And then they got it passed off to someone else. Yeah. They missed a joke with that. Oh, okay. This is my last question that I have. So if you had to be turned into any animal forever and like live forever as that animal, what would it be? Zachary or Thackeray? I didn't know what his name was. <laughs> and was it Banks or Binks? I don't know. I thought it was Binks. Like B I X. Or like B I Yeah. Jar Jar Binks. Me, sir, Jar Jar Binks. They're related. Okay. Initial thought, I'm thinking like Golden Retriever because everyone loves Golden Retrievers. So mm-hmm. I would always be cared for. I would probably always have a family watching out for me. And like, I just feel like they always live, like, they just always look happy. You know, I'm thinking about like my dog. Like, she just always looks happy. However, if I could have like the ability to just roam in the wild, maybe just a monkey, because that would be the closest thing to a human. Yeah. Probably a monkey or a golden retriever. What about you? I don't know. A monkey was my initial thought, too, because it'd be hard to live without opposable thumbs after having opposable thumbs for so long. I feel like being a dog, you have to eat the same thing three times a day, every day. And I always feel bad for my dog about that. (laughs) I don't know why. I feel like that would get old, especially if you're living like that forever. I feel bad, but then Nala gets like so much miscellaneous food throughout the day. She had a puppuccino this morning. She gets cheese. Like she she's fine. My mom yeah. grills her sti- or grills her chicken. If I could talk and like tell somebody, "Hey, give me a cheeseburger," then then it would be fine. But because living as a monkey in the wild, I think I'd be lonely, and then also my habitat is being torn down, which is unfortunate, you know. Very true. And I'm going extinct. So like maybe if I lived at like a chimp sanctuary, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Jane Goodall, hit hit me up. I would not want to be a cat though. 
Yeah. Because I feel like dogs are, like, higher up on the totem pole in society of pets. Katie, my miscellaneous question that I wanted to ask you was, because we see them going trick-or-treating and their different costumes, and, of course, L.A., um, he does not want to dress up, which is fine. But, Katie, what is your favorite Halloween costume you've ever dressed up in? Oh, well, one time my family and I went to this Halloween party and we they were having a costume contest. And we brainstormed for, like, weeks in advance, like, what are we going to be to win this costume contest? And we decided to be the insurance people. So my mom was Flo and my dad was like the nationwide guy or something at the time and I was the mayhem guy. So I love really mayhem. Fun to get, all, get all scuffed up and stuff. And my sister was the gecko. <laughs> she that. was so pissed that we made her be the gecko. But we won the competition and it was really fun. That's really cute. That's a great idea. Yeah. Too cuz there are so many. Yeah. I love the commercials right now. I feel like such a traitor being like, I love the Liberty Mutual commercials, but I do the one guy on the dock who can't get his lines right. Have you seen that? And he's like, Liberty, Liberty. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah. what if I come out of the water? He's wearing that leather jacket. I just yeah. think he gives me a giggle. And the Liberty, like, there's a lot of Liberty Mutual shirts with there the are. Limu, Emu, and Doug. Yeah. Anyways, oh my god, yeah. how would we stop? That just goes to show how not, like, impressionable this movie was. <laughs> now we're ta- ending this talking about insurance commercials. What was your favorite Halloween costume that you ever did? So, one year, it's not my best, but it was, I remember the time being so excited. I was Lady Gaga one year. <gasps> I um, remember that. That was so. That was in, like, middle school, right? Yeah, I think that it was, was maybe, like, sixth or seventh grade. It was after the paparazzi no or no the telephone music video had like recently come out where she was wrapped in the caution tape so of course I wanted to go as that but I could not go as that because one we live in the midwest so it's freezing and two I was like 13 so I like wrapped caution tape around a jean jacket in my jeans (laughs) yeah but I remembered liking that one and then one year I dressed as Little Wayne. I promise there was nothing, like, problematic about my yeah. costume at all. I was more just, like, a generic rapper, but I just went with Little Wayne because that was my favorite one at the time. And I had a lot of fun with that, but one of my all-time favorites was during homecoming week, our freshman year of high school. Me and two of our friends went as the Hannah Montana crew. So we had our friend, our blonde friend, Allie, who we talk about frequently on the pod. She was Hannah Montana. Oh, no, actually, Megan was Hannah Montana. Allie was Lily. And then I was Oliver. Mm-hmm. I had, I don't know why. It was just always so much fun to dress up as a guy for a yeah. day. I always had a lot of fun with that. And walking around the hallways, I just like got very into the character of it all. I don't know why I don't remember that. I haven't dressed up for Halloween. I dressed up last year, but before that, I have not dressed up for years. Like, I literally don't remember, besides last year, I was Rue from Euphoria. I literally don't remember a single costume before that for the longest time because I just, I don't think I really ever dressed up. Yeah, I've been struggling. I I think my best college costume well, I was Billie Eilish last year. Mm. That was okay. I didn't do her justice at all. And then that night was just horrible. And Katie, so we are getting together for Halloween this year, but because we are being conscious of COVID, it's literally going to be me and Katie hanging out 
probably her boyfriend Jack. And yeah. that'll probably be it. Um, so Katie, what are do you have any plans? I know we kinda talked about Euphoria costumes. Is that I think that's what I'm just gonna go with. Is that what you Yeah. Gonna I think that's what I wanna do because I don't feel super excited about the idea of just like sitting in a costume all night while we're just like chilling watching movies. Mm-hmm. But I do really want like cute pictures if we can get them. Yeah. And so I think doing like Euphoria makeup will be really fun and I have this fall outfit that I wanna wear. So yeah, I'm excited about that. I think I'm gonna make a little like yard haunt for the neighbor kids because I have a lot of like young kids living in my parents' neighborhood right now. And I think they would love that. And I know they've just been kind of going through it with school not being in session. I know they're all kind of bored and like, but they're making the best of it. And I, I would like to do that for them. So I'm really excited for Halloween because I'm going to be like making that. And then Michaela's going to come over and we're going to hang. If we were going out. So I think like hopefully Halloween 2021, I think I'm going to be a mob boss. Like that's kind of my costume that I want to plan on then. Yeah. But- for now, no. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that idea. And I still want to be Jeff Probst one year. All right. <gasps> this episode was half us just talking and half Hocus Pocus. So I hope you guys liked it. I think that's just because truly, guys, honestly, if I just have to give like one overarching thought on this movie, I'm going to say I was glad to see it and I'm glad that I can say that I've seen it now, but I do not care to ever watch it again. And yeah. I'm sorry. I know this is a lot of people's like favorite Halloween time movie. It just, it wasn't for me. It's really not our fault. Like, it, it's just because we don't have the nostalgic factor playing in our favor. I genuinely mm-hmm. think that's the only reason why it was just kind of like, eh. Yeah. Like, think if you had to go watch High School Musical for the first time right now. Or any, like, new Disney Channel movie now Mm -hmm. that they're making for kids like you wouldn't want to do that you know and this isn't necessarily the same thing it's not a disney channel original movie but it's just like we don't have that vibe with it i feel Mm -hmm. like we're using the word vibe so much but y'all get it the girlies know know what we're talking about Mm -hmm. and i like don't come at us but i don't know i'm glad we saw it like you said now i can at least say that i've seen it so yes So yeah, be sure to check out the links in our description. We post new ones every week with different causes and organizations that we are thinking about right now and trying to uplift. And be sure to check us out on all of our different platforms. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Michaela on TikTok. I'm thinking about maybe getting involved in my TikTok. I want to be like a little TikTok vlogger. Have you seen those? Do it. I think those are so cute and fun. I think you Um, should. Yeah, I want to do something. So maybe follow me on TikTok in the future, but for sure follow Michaela right now. And then we both have our own individual YouTube channels and a Popcorn Chats YouTube channel now. Mm -hmm. So if you're starved for our content, you are not in short supply because we got a lot going on. Yeah, if you want to see like vlog type story time kind of things, check out Katie's YouTube channel and Katie's TikTok when she gets it up and running. If you want to check out any book content, that's pretty much all I do. So check out my TikTok and my YouTube. But then definitely watch out for our Popcorn Chats YouTube. Our first video is posted on there as of right now. It is uh, us quizzing each other and getting tipsy while we do it. And it's super fun. It's different from what you guys normally get from us on the pod. So go check it out. Yeah. Go vote. Stay inside. Stay Mm -hmm. safe. Black lives still matter. Lilas. Lilas.